What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the release. We are back, okay? Listen, look, we are on a good schedule, all right? Oh, also, before we continue anything else, all right, you our guys are now looking at the 2022 graduates, all right? High school graduates, all right? We are going to be yes. off to university in a couple a couple weeks. Yes. Look at us go, man. Look, you see the tassel back there? Or, or, there we go. You see the tassel over there? All right, we are graduates man and we're about to pursue our careers yes and honor roll honor roll both of us both of us are honor roll i didn't expect that i didn't (laughs) expect to make honor roll i didn't know i was gonna do that so hey big ups to both of us yes honor roll students got awards and all that stuff jordan jordan got called up for what award did you get again jordan um it's for um academic consistency and like silent leadership look at this guy Academic consistency and silent leadership. That, hey, that's, you know, that's the people we have on our podcast. Hey, you know, I figured out who um who nominated me for the award. So I wasn't sure. It was my pal. Yeah, who was that? It was Mr. Warren. You know how oh, I know? Oh, hard, hard. Because um, it was um on my report. He they said I showed amazing leadership. So essentially, in the class, I was yo. I'd be carrying that class. I ain't gonna lie, especially answering the questions. Oh my god, <laughs> yo, listen, okay, yo, let me let, let us tell you something about, about our data management class, bro, yo. Yo, yo, oh my goodness. Jordan carried, carried that class. What did he finish with? It was like an 82. Bro, okay, he finished with 82. That's like the highest mark easily, right? One of the higher, yeah. Every, everybody else is either doing okay or just doing horribly and, 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 or like not answering any questions. Like, oh my goodness. Okay, let me listen. The amount of work that Jordan did for our CPT, bro. Oh, Oh my goodness! I didn't want to admit it at the time, but I'm gonna admit it now, yo. Jordan, help, yo. If I didn't have Jordan on that CPT, oh my god, oh, I'm so happy. Yeah, I, I needed you for like the tech stuff. I see you, yes. you, you shine on. You shine guy. on that I'm stuff, yeah. But at least for the, the math part, yeah. Oh, the numbers of the math and the calculations, yo. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> hey, and we got a pretty damn good mark on that thing, I believe, because both of us went up by two percent. So that's pretty damn good, and it takes a lot to go up by two percent in a math class. Yeah. So, <clears throat> hey. But before we continue, all right, first of all, show some love in the comment section, all right? We are graduates now, all right? We're heading to university. Yep. Number two, leave a like, subscribe, turn on the post notifications, and share this video, okay? Especially if you're on YouTube, leave a comment, okay? Because, listen, it'll help us in, in, the, in the algorithm, okay? YouTube, they don't like us. It's, I've come to the conclusion YouTube hates us. It is because Damn. we are young, successful men trying, trying to grow in this world. And, 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 they, and they don't like, like the basketball stuff because we're not doing makeup and we're not doing ASMR type stuff. So you know what? They, they, they don't mess with us. They don't mess with us. But with your guys' help, we can blow up even quicker than we are because we're battling yep. the algorithm right now. We are happening to be winning, okay? So yes. we need your help in this battle against the YouTube people, okay? So, so, so help us there. Uh, if you are listening to the succulent voices of your boys on any platform like Spotify or Apple Music or Google Podcasts or Amazon Podcasts, we are everywhere. If you're listening to us there, make sure to leave a five-star review. That's one, two, three, four, five, okay? Now, why would that help us? Because it helps us boost in the algorithm over there. Now, yep. they don't hate us. 
they don't hate us like 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 YouTube does. However, we just don't get enough love over there. So if y'all would love to, if you guys want to listen to us in the background, if you guys want to listen to us while you're driving and stuff, I know all y'all got Spotify Premium watching this. I right? so what you can do, you could go there, download the episode, leave a five star review, and listen to us wherever you would like. Do you guys got that? Perfect. Let's Time go, to start yeah. off with some of our hot topics for today. Number one, Rudy Gobert is now on the Minnesota Timberwolves. And no matter what anybody says, I do not like it. But mm, you, you, like you, it? You, you give a quick review of it real quick. Um, I think it's a, it's a win-win trade-ish. So I think I'll say this. I like Gobert. I like his fit there because they, they're one of the worst from protecting leagues teams in the league. That is true. So that, is true. that helps Cat. And honestly, I've always wanted to see Cat play the four. Because, you know, I remember when I, when I used to play 2K more often, I used to play him at the four all the time. Oh, back in the day, man. Yes, because back in the day when 2K was actually good and not doing the same yeah, thing. Okay, you got to step up, bro. Come on. We're like, yeah. I don't care what it, listen, I will, I will crap on the game every, every friggin' year. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'll keep buying it, but still, it's, it's just like y'all, yeah. y'all got to do better. But anyways, Jordan, continue. Yeah, so, so I think Gobert makes them a way better team than they were last year, yeah. which I think I could see them going to the second round and being a team that's going to be competitive against some of the upper echelon teams. And the thing is, once Edwards becomes a superstar, which he will be, yeah, that's, that un- that's is, undoubtable. If anybody that team's going to be that. a contender, that team's going to be a contending for championships. So to me, they're going to be good this year, but then. Next year, not this season, but the season after that, I expect yeah. them to be amazing. Now, for the Jazz, you got a lot for Gobert. You got a lot of young players. You got a lot of um, rotational players. You got a lot of draft picks. So yeah. I think the Jazz won because um, the Timberwolves overpaid, but they got a really good player in return. I don't know what this means for Donovan Mitchell, though, because it looks like they're kind of rebuilding with Donovan and Mitchell, which makes no sense. So That's what Mitchell, Woj was saying. Yeah, Woj yeah, was saying I, that they're going to build around him. But, like, they're not going to be good next year. And that was one of my points. Like, like no matter how bad I may think this trade is, hey, you guys are going to see Jordan, Jordan was correct, bro, that Rudy Gobert was holding that team together. Because, A, for most of, like, the last five years, when people were saying this about four years ago, Gobert and Mitchell, I've always picked Gobert, except for the one exception, which was like last season when he had like the amazing playoff run. Oh, that's how so, him and Jamal Murray were dropping 50 pieces back and forth. Not that one, the year after. Where oh, he, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but other than that, for the most part, I've always been consistent team Gobert because when Gobert is off that team, that team is not a playoff team. When Mitchell is there, when Mitchell's not playing and Gobert is there, they're a playoff team. That's the difference between the two. You could hey. replace Mitchell. You could replace what Mitchell does. You really can't replace what Gobert does. And I know it's not as flashy as what Mitchell does, but it's you could find comparable scorers who could do the same thing, but you can't find that too many defenders that have the same impact as a Gobert. Outside yeah. of the exception of guys like Draymond, Giannis, yeah. Bam, Ben Simmons when healthy. That's about it. So, Yeah, no, Donovan Mitchell is... Pretty much all you need to replace him is a guy that can score consistently on two levels and then three levels when he feels like it. Um, yeah. And, you know, doesn't pass the ball at all. I, yeah. I still laugh at that fact when you told me what he averaged, like, what, two passes a game? Not not assists, just straight passes. Yes. 
that that was incredible. He, by the way, he's gonna be uh, better because um, D'Angelo Russell is a really good playmaker. So, especially yeah. in the pick and roll. So I expect both of them to get better. I think it's a, I said it's an overpay, but it's a good trade because you got a player that's gonna make you better. Yeah, uh, I like it. Um, like you said, the Timberwolves have become a much better defending team already because they have you know of course the defensive player of the year on the team, but um, it's just weird. I feel like. They're going to contrast I'm I, like Cat and Gobert. I'm going to be happy to see Cat play the four mm-hmm. because, you know, let's face it. He's a stretch four. Uh, he, he really is. <laughs> like, I, I, and I, I like how he was able to adapt to the center position because he would just cook anybody that tried to defend him except, of course, like but Gobert. You saw in the playoffs. He's not a center. <laughs> right? But, 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 but he can shoot the ball so well. He could like he could shoot the ball so well. He's not a bad playmaker, man. He's he's an above average playmaker for a guy his size. He's he's like he's, he's like Dirk because Dirk isn't like a post traditional. That's post an incredible. Player. That's an incredible comparison. Well, that's for incredible some reason, comparison. people think he's a traditional post player because he's a no. center. I think some of that is the thing is they got a new coach like last year who yeah. actually understands what Cat's good at because Tom Thibodeau when they had him he. he He's a very traditionalist. He hasn't adapted to the new, new age of offense, and you could yeah. see how he was stunting the growth of Cat. Now, because they have this new coach, he still has his problems, but at least he is more. He understands how today's game works. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be good next year. But um, it was one of my favorite trades because this is another move. Um, Dejounte Murray to the to the Hawks. Yeah, I was just about I, to bring I that love one up. That move, yeah, I, I want you to talk that. about that. I love that. So, one of the biggest problems that the Hawks had this year, outside of Trey, um, their shot creation was awful outside of Trey. Yeah. Like, they, they had no business being in the plane or being in the playoffs, but because Trey Young is really just that guy, they got there. But then you saw in the playoffs, you double Trey, the, the Hawks' offense is garbage, and they're bad defensively. So, Murray is a great playmaker. He could play off ball. He's one of the best um, perimeter defenders in the league. That fixes their problem. He's a guy who gives you 28 on elite defense next yeah, to Trey Young. Right? That's insane. So I expect the Hawks to be better this year. And especially with potentially what's happening with the Nets, they have a chance of really being up there in terms of seeding. And they're going to be a really good playoff team, especially mm-hmm. if um, Collins and Capella could be healthy. Because yeah. health was their problem last year. So but they yeah. made a really good addition. Um, good to see the Spurs finally rebuilding and stop living their dream. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> As a Spurs fan, how do you feel about this trade, man? You know what? Listen, look, um, I've kind of devolved as a Spurs fan at this point because their, their organization is, is just confusing me at some point. I'm more of like a pop fan at this point, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm happy for DeJounte Murray. Mm-hmm. This is such a good opportunity for him. He's going to yeah. impact this team, and people are going to see why he, he was an all-star last year. He's going to get the credit that he finally deserves. So. Yeah, right? And, and I hate to say it, but he probably won't be an all-star this year because he'll be in Trey's shadow, of course, but he'll know how to take that step back. Um, this backcourt's going to be lethal. Yes. It's, it's going to be lethal because, hey, listen, although he may not be an all-star, he, he's like that. DeJounte Murray is like that because he can yeah. get a triple-double out there. He can just mess around and do that, Right. Getting Trey wide open and all that stuff, drawing attention mm-hmm. to the paint, kicking out the and tray. also Trey off ball. That's another thing. Right, people. People don't talk about Trey off ball. 
he's actually really good when he does it, but he really does it since they need him on the ball. Yeah. Now they have a really good playmaker. Now he has the chance. And just one last thing before we go into other trades, bro. I saw the dumbest thing. So Skip Bayless, if nobody knows, is like the biggest Trey Young hater out there. I don't know why. Yeah. So he, he was like, um, <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, oh, the reason why the Hawks got DeJounte Murray because they needed a better version of Trey. Bro, I don't care if you hate Trey Young and you love DeJounte Murray. They are not in the same. Ain't too many guys giving you 30 and 8, bro, on efficient shooting. Ain't too many people doing that. They're they not on the same level, Skip, bro. Skip, man. You're off the dude's back, bro. Skip's just... Hater, bro. Skip gives me, like, brain aneurysms, bro. I can't I can't mess with him. Yeah. But moving on to other things. Okay, before we get into some trades, I just want to talk about some pretty stupid things I've, I've seen. Uh, Anthony Simon signed a $100 million four-year contract. I feel like he's being overpaid. But we'll, we'll see how, how it's, he's... I think it's more for potential. Thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> Ready? <laughs> but then get this. Jalen Brunson signs a four-year, $104 million contract with the Knicks. Here's my thing, right? I like Jalen Brunson. He was underrated last year. Nobody talks about how good he was, especially in the playoffs. But he's not worth that much money. $104 million. Wait, how long? $104 million for how four many years? Four years. Four years. He's getting 26 mil every year. Here's the thing. If he's averaging like 24 and like eight, which is possible since when when Luke is not there, he's putting up high numbers. No, no, no. He's on the Knicks now. The Knicks gave yeah. him that. No, yeah, but I'm saying that when he, when Luca was resting, oh yeah, Jalen yeah, yeah. Brunson's numbers were insane. So yeah, maybe true. it's worth it. But to me, trading the 11th pick for Jalen Brunson to get Jalen Brunson is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and also this is a huge loss for the for the Mavs. Yeah, like you needed to keep Jalen Brunson, and you didn't. So. Yeah, no. I don't know what the Mavs are doing. So, yeah. Uh, On to some bigger and better deals. John Morant has signed a five-year contract for $193 million. Get paid, yep. Pat signed a four-year contract for $224 million. Earned that, yep, earned that. Booker signed a $224 million for four years. Yep. And Nikola Jokic signing the largest NBA deal ever with a Supermax for five years and $270 million taking his total deal to six years and 303 mil. I'm going to say, you know, it's a lot of money, but for a guy like him, it's, it's worth every penny. Back-to-back MVP. Yeah. He's put this team on their back. And now that they're going to be healthy, people need to watch out for the Nuggets. Oh, no, man. They're, yeah. oh, he's, he, oh. and, and to me, when you have a top four player in the league, bare minimum, like if – if you, if, you, if you can name five players better than Jokic, you're just tripping at this point. So it's like... I hey, think I could he, only name three, if I'm being totally yeah. honest. Yeah, so yeah, he's, he ha- he's like top four to me, at least. Yeah. He's, you can make an argument that he's higher. So, yeah. He's, yeah. he's been one of the best floor raisers I've ever seen since LeBron James. And yeah, man. Of, that's not an exaggeration. When Aaron Gordon is your best player and you go to the playoffs, you're like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no facts, right? Uh, now, final two things before we continue. Uh, mm-hmm. Andre Drummond signed a two-year, $6.6 million deal with the Chicago Bulls. I don't mind it. Backup center, they need that. I like, yeah, right? Hey, people got to realize he's a backup center now. I'm just saying. Yeah. Finally, I don't know if we talked about this last week. No, we didn't. 
The Indiana Pacers are trading guard Malcolm Brogdon to the Boston Celtics for Daniel Tice, Aaron Neesmith, and a 2023 first-round pick. Jordan, you called it. It's exactly what they needed. Um, to me, the Eastern Conference, it boils down to two teams right now. It's the Celtics and the Bucks. Yeah. And up until they got Brogdon, I still think the Bucks are the better team. Um, the fact that they went to seven without Middleton shows me how good they are. But now that they have Brogdon, that Western Conference Finals or Eastern Conference Finals or whatever playoff series they had between them is going to be great, like it was last year. So yeah, you become a contender. I think if you had Brogdon this year, they beat the Warriors because they would have, actually have a good point guard. I was, I was about to say they have a good point guard. This ain't no yeah. Kemba, right? This ain't no Kyrie, right? Yeah. He's worse than Kyrie, but but but, but he's the he guy. Fits they the needed. team. He's he the guy the they team, needed, yeah. right? Because they needed a guy that's able to take a backseat to a few players because Brogdon's mm-hmm. used to that. Let's face it. Yeah, but could still give you consistent offense, consistent defense, incredible playmaking ability. That's what mm-hmm. they need. That's what they need. Yep. They need a good, all reliable point guard. And, that's and they got, they got him for nothing. They like, got him for nothing. All of the rotational players that were important to their run is still there. And Daniel Tyson it. and Neesmith? And, and a, and a 2023 first-round pick. What are they going to need the pick for? They're not going to be high first round. Come yeah. on now. <sighs> Anyways, getting on to our main topic for the day. We're going to talk about the – before we go on to the our main topic, we're going to talk about this Nets. Oh, my gosh. This broken Nets drama, bro. Listen, bro. Look, we, we we gave it all its all its attention last week. It doesn't deserve anything That's else crazy. from us, bro. That's crazy. Ugh. I I remember seeing that episode. Oh, Katie's not going to ask for a trade. And I swear, like a couple of days after you dropped that video, or a couple That's of days so after. Funny. Here's my thing. The problem with the Nets is that they're asking price. So I saw this thing. They asked Minnesota for Cat Edwards and first four round picks. They are bugging. Who do you think this man is? Hey, listen, look, he's Kevin Durant. He's he's the top 20 he's player th- ever. He's 34. That's the problem. But he's 34. He's got he's got six years left in a max. Mm-hmm. And, like, and, oh. The most valuable trade asset that I've ever seen been available is Anthony Davis. Remember when he was on the Pelicans and his trade value was really high? Yep. Do you know what they got? So they got Brandon Ingram, who's t- an all-star caliber player, one of the best players in the league, and He's only 24, so he's going to get better. Yeah, easily. You also got Lonzo Ball, who is one of the best um, perimeter defensive point guards, one of the best passers in the league. Top 10 so point guard two, in the league. Don't. Those are two valuable. Um, actually, the, 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 that's, he has a good argument. Right? I, I, I can see that. Yeah. And then they got Josh Hart, who, again, another good defensive wing. Great and Young. And they, got, um, they also got like a bunch of picks, too. Yep. Here's the thing. The Nets have to be realistic. They're not getting that for KD. Because AD was like 25, right? Or 26. Yeah, right. Kevin Durant's 34. So if I'm the Nets, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get some draft picks, obviously. You're going to get a young star. But that's it. But you're not getting two young, really good players and four picks and and all that. Like, no, you got to understand KD is 34. I'm not trading away Edwards for KD. Yeah. I'm not trading away Scotty Barnes for Katie. Like, uh, I can agree with that, man. I don't want to yeah, lose like, Scotty. Look, if we I, trade I Pascal, what, I'm okay with it. I'd, I'd, I'd prefer to lose Pascal at this point rather than Scotty. If I'm being so honest. Honestly, like, trading Pascal isn't the worst thing because Scott, like, he's already maxed out as a player. 
Yeah. So even true. for even though he's 28, which is he's in his prime right now, yeah. which is not better than KD, even when declining. But giving up Barnes is would be a disaster for their franchise. You keep the rookie of the year. You keep young players like that. Yeah. And yeah, then that's the reason why they haven't traded KD is that they don't they don't understand that KD's value is lower than it actually is. It is not. Yeah, this isn't no Anthony Warriors Davis. OKC KD man. This isn't prime KD. It's just it's the age. That's the thing. It's not his ability. It's the age. Yeah. If Kevin Durant was twenty six, he'd be worth everything. Well, if Kevin right. Durant was twenty six, oh my god. Hey, if if the Raptors, if KD was available at twenty six and they had Scotty Barnes, they would trade Scotty. Like, yeah. the, like there was, there'd be no team. Well, he's 34. He has an injury history. You're going to have to destroy your entire fr- franchise to get him. And I think, I mean, at least all your, your depth. So, and if you're going to yeah. destroy your franchise to get a player, right, you're going to want to have to, like, you're going to want to be able to build around him. You won't be able to build around KD. That's the problem. The only team he could go to is the, what's the, What's the team? Oh, the Suns. That's the one team where they could get. Here's the thing: if you could get Bridges and Aiden and first four round picks, that's a really good package for yeah. the. Because that's you have one of the best defenders in the league. You have a future All Star, in my opinion. I think that if you give Aiden the keys to like an offense, he could give you twenty five and ten. He's already giving you twenty and ten on a short amount of yeah. shots already. Yeah, and you get. But the problem is the Nets don't want that, so. Asking prices too high, Kyrie being Kyrie, you already know, but you know, the next there's just a disaster. So hey man, facts. But enough of this nonsense of, of, of an organization we call the Brooklyn Ness. Yeah. Moving on, okay. You guys know it, you guys love it. It is oh. the most controversial NBA opinions, part five. Oh, this series will never die. Okay. Part five, yeah. Because we love causing crap. And it's also we, some of our most viewed videos, too. Yeah, so. man. And we love wreaking havoc. People love it. Yeah. So, hey, y'all love it. We'll keep it coming. So right. today, Jordan has a topic that he's going to share with us. I have some rebuttals. Jordan, let them know what you're going to oh. talk about today. All right. So I'm just going to introduce the topic a bit. So Luka Doncic this year had a pretty historic playoff run. When you look at it, who he beat, his statistics, his efficiency. It was just a level of dominance that you haven't seen from most players in a while. Even though he didn't win his ability to take a team that had no business beating a 64-win team, it's just great. And I think at this point, this playoff run slotted by Luka Doncic is hands down one of the best players in the league. He can't say that much about him. MVP candidate for the last three years. Amazing in the playoffs. Now he has a deep playoff run. So I think, yeah. But the controversial opinion is that Luka Doncic's run this year was better than the legendary run in 2007 by LeBron James. And to that, I say, aha. Uh-huh. All right. So this is a disclaimer before I get to why. I am not saying that Luca at this age is better than LeBron. He isn't. That's, this is not what the topic's about. LeBron at age 24 was better than Luca Doncic was at age 24. So this is not me saying that Luca is better than LeBron. It's just that his run was better. And I'm going to go to the reasons why. I think the stats back it up. I also think the competition, which is a big part of my argument, is why. So give a breakdown of their stats. LeBron James, 
averaged 25, 8, 8, and two steals a game, which was really good. His efficiency was was it was okay. It was it was there. It was it was just a lot. Yeah. There's a yeah, the efficiency that's a product of the era, but yeah, his efficiency wasn't like too great, even based off he only shot like 42% from the field, 20% from the three-point line, and 76% from the free throw line. Luka Doncic this year in the playoffs averaged 32 points, nine rebounds, six assists, and two steals, 46% shooting from the field, 35% shooting from the field, um, from the 35% shooting from the three-point line, 77% um, from the free throw line. So the reason why it breaks down to LeBron had less help. I know it's a big part of the pushback yeah. is that LeBron had a better, had a worse supporting cast. And I, you know, look, I don't like to lie in debates, so I'm not going to negate that point. The carry job that LeBron had to do is something that Luka didn't have to do. But my counter to this is that the competition that LeBron faced was not that good. And this is not a Le- this is not just the thing with LeBron. This is something with Allen Iverson's run too. Like when people talk about Allen Iverson's run, Allen Iverson was in the worst conference ever. Like you look at some of those teams who he had to face. Some of those teams, like the Bucks, with just Ray Allen, that was not that good of a team to be in the conference finals. The Vince Carter Raptors team, which was pretty important for the Raptors franchise, in hindsight, that team was not. That team compared to other top teams in the West, it, it would get it would get wrecked, not just by the Lakers. Mm-hmm. The sure. Kings would destroy them, the Spurs would destroy them, the Mavs would destroy them, the Suns would destroy them. Like so, yeah, to me, Luca, the reason why it's better is just the competition. And let's break down this competition. First, the worst play team that he faced was the Utah Jazz, who had 49 wins and two all-stars. Even though I trash on the Jazz for being playoff frauds, this is still better than most of LeBron's competition that he faced. Two All-Stars and one of the best coaches in the league. Okay. Now, the next one is to me, this is where to me, this is why I think Luka's playoff run is better. The Suns team that he faced is better than any team that LeBron faced in the East. 64 wins he had. He had to play against a top five MVP candidate in Booker, another All NBA point guard, a DPOY candidate, the coach of the year, and DeAndre Ayton, who's a 20 and 10 guy. Like LeBron did not face a team that good. And that's just in the second round. That's just in the second round. And what Luka did in that series was incredible. Uh, like, have the stats here. He averaged 33, 10, and 7 on 47% shooting from the field. It was just just a dominant performance. He had um, the amazing 35, 10, and 9 game in game 7. And another team that he faced, a team that he lost to, was the Warriors, which won 53 wins. And we know who they have. Curry, one of the greatest players ever. Um, Draymond. Um, Wiggins, Looney, they just, um, Jordan Poole, they just had a very well-rounded roster. Yeah. Again, another team that's just better than LeBron's. Now let's talk about LeBron's competition. 
The first team he faced was the Wizards, who went who only won 41 wins. Yeah, no, the and, Wizards were garbage that year. The best player was Karan Butler. And, and, and Gilbert Arenas. And you want to hear the kicker about that? Oh, guess what? I was looking yeah, at Gilbert today. Arenas. I couldn't believe it. Uh, you, but you want to hear the funny thing about the, that series? Um, Gilbert Arenas and Karan Butler were injured that series. So that means LeBron James went up essentially against yeah. nothings. Then the next round, which is his best competition, in my opinion, when you encounter like, actual context, yeah. is the Nets. They won 41 games, but they had Jason Kidd and Vince Carter. Outside of that team, that team wasn't that good. So even though this isn't the best team, it is, they're not better than the Suns or the Warriors. Don't forget Richard Jefferson, though, man. Richard yeah, Jefferson, and Richard Jefferson, yeah. But he was that guy. That was the best team they faced, but that would be like the third best team that Luka faced. And then the, the team, the legendary series, is the Pistons series. Especially that game six where he scored the last 25 points. I will say this. Luka didn't have a game like that in this playoff run. I think Luka was more consistent, but that playoff, that's one of the best playoff games of all time. So, got to give LeBron his credit. Yeah. But here's the, here's the kicker. Ben Wallace didn't play in that series. And when you average out the wins, the, the average team that Luka played in the playoffs had 55 wins. That's the average. 55 wins. That's like a top. Most conferences, that's like a top three record. The yeah. average wins for a playoff team that LeBron faced that year was 45 wins. So sure. even though people are going to be like, okay, LeBron went to the finals, 100%. Luka didn't. But let's be real. LeBron James was amazing back then. He had a case of being the best already in his fourth year, something that Luka doesn't. But if he plays in a tougher competition, he's not going to the finals because, again, playoff run was impressive, but like competition matters when you want to compare playoff runs. If he had to play the Warriors, he would lose because of the, because of the conference. So the fact to me that Luka went to the Western Conference Finals with the level of competition to me makes it more impressive because – because again, as I said, if you put if LeBron was in that same position, he's not going to the finals either, especially with that Cavs team. I wouldn't blame him, but I'm just saying, like, and it also ties in Allen Iverson's run, which I think is a bit overrated because you got to the finals, yes. You did carry your team, yes. But look at the competition you faced. It was not yeah. that good. So for me, it boils down to to me, um, Luca was more efficient. Luca um played better competition, which deals with the context of how he got to the finals. And Luka was more consistent. Like LeBron had more had more games where he just exploded. He had those legendary games. But like Luka's worst series is against the Warriors. And he averaged 32, 9, and 6. That's his worst series. Yeah. Meanwhile, LeBron's worst series was the finals. Uh, and so that was the. That's also one of the greatest Spurs teams to ever exist. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't hold him for that. But you can't really hold anybody for that. I can't hold him for that. Oh, but you had prime I, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Money Ginobili. I'm not gonna lie. That was a bit. That was rough. He only. He only had 22, seven and seven, on 36 percent shooting from the field. I mean, yeah. Mainly, here's the thing. LeBron was was an athletic beast in the first run in Cleveland, but he was not that diverse of an offensive player especially since the fact that he wasn't that good of a, a jump shooter. Yeah, he was very unexperienced. Inexperienced, inexperienced. Yeah, and the one thing I'll say about Luka is the reason, 
something that makes Luka such a better playoff performer earlier. Not now later, LeBron is the second greatest playoff performer of all time behind Michael Jordan, and Luka's not going to never catch that. And something that Luka does have that LeBron didn't have back then is the ability to shoot jump shots. Yeah. So it's a lot harder to guard Luka. He also had a post game, which is something that LeBron didn't have back then. So for me, as I said, it boils down to essentially competition, efficiency, and consistency. And that's why I think Luka's playoff run is better, even though LeBron had the most more legendary playoff run. Yeah. That is essentially my case, man. Hey man, Jordan, I'm gonna give it to you, man, because 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 you give you 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 list just crazy stuff that I've never even thought of. But here's here's my small rebuttal, okay? All right, number go ahead, one, go ahead. number one, you mentioned skill set, okay? Luca has all these things that LeBron James did not have, but however, he did have this crazy competition, blah blah blah, okay? That t- stuff like that. All right, mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Okay, the competition is very different nowadays than it was back then. Okay, however. The fact that LeBron James is able to do what he did with his lack of skill set, because I'll admit it, LeBron James is barely a fraction of the player in 2007 that he is, that he was in like what 2016. All right, so he's a fraction. Yeah, forget 2016. He wasn't by like 20, like 09 or like 010. LeBron Even had that. a crazy advancement. So right? yeah. Mm-hmm. So so, but you talk about lack of skill set like that, but he was still able to dominate, dominate with a and lack be of clear, skill set. And this a lack is a skill set. Just yeah. to clarify, we're talking about more offensive skills. Because again, yes, yes. LeBron's still a better player, even yes. at this age. Why? He's a better defender. He's a better, he's a better defender yes. and passer. And just the yes. IQ is there. And those three things separate him as an overall player. Yeah. But in terms of as a player performer, Luca's offensive skill set helps True. him play better against tougher defenses. Uh-huh. And once LeBron developed that skill set, you saw LeBron became the second greatest player of all time. Yeah. So, uh, no, that's yeah. true, man. That's true. Now, back, back to what I was saying. So the skill set, yeah, part, he's, he's able to dominate mm-hmm. in an era that is much more, one, aggressive and defensive-minded than okay, today's yep. day and age, right? I agree, yeah. It's difficult. So I'm, I'm going to give you guys some guys, right? You, you have Richard Jefferson, who wasn't half bad, okay? Mm-hmm. You, have, you have Jason Kidd, who was a great perimeter defender. You have Chauncey Billups, yeah. who's a great defender. Rasheed Wallace, who's a great defender. And then, of course, you go up against guys in the finals, but I'm not going to bring that up because, of course, he lost in the finals, right? But the yeah. fact that he was able to get himself to the finals with multiple switches on him, quadruple teams on the, on the kid, right? He, this, this is a fourth-year mm-hmm. player that's getting guarded like that, right? Yeah. Right? And, and, and I'm going to give it to Luca. Luca was getting, Luca was getting guarded like crazy as well, and he was still mm-hmm. being productive. But LeBron James, a small kid in, in this crazy era of, of, of defense and, you know, aggression, mm. is still out going out there, scoring 25, yeah. 8, and 8 with two steals on 42, 28, and 76 with a 52 true shooting percentage. Yep. That's incredible. That's incredible. And you're never yeah. going to see a guy do something like that again, especially take his bum-ass team to the finals. Now, Luca, you talk about competition, but he had some help from guys, like mm. what you said earlier, Jalen Brunson popping off. Very unexpected, right? Spencer have, Dinwiddie, too. Yeah, I was about to say Spencer Dinwiddie, yeah. right? So mm. we have these helpers. We have these guys that are there to give him that slight little push, that little edge. Now, he may mm-hmm. go out there and score that 32, 10, 6, and 2, right? Yeah, on on, on yeah. incredible shooting. Incredible shooting. I, will, I yeah. will not take away from Luca's efficiency because that is something I have not seen in a while, right? 46, 36, 77 on a 58 shooting percentage? Come on now. Right, that's yes, incredible. Saying, yeah. However, LeBron James goes out there with some bums, literal mm-hmm. bums. You don't. If if someone in the comment section can name me five other players on that team, I'll I'll, I'll give you a hundred bucks. 
right? <laughs> without without using Google. Yeah, I was about to say, like, people might be using Google and might try to scan yeah, you their money. Right? I, I, can, I can barely do that. And, and, I, and I do this, right? So it's, it's just the fact that a, a guy that young was able yeah. to bring a team that ass to the finals. I also bring up leaders, all right? LeBron led the entirety of the playoffs in total steals, mm-hmm. assists, points, and Tim Duncan led it in rebounds. LeBron also uh, led the entirety of the playoffs in win shares. Right. Yeah. Luca led the playoffs in none of that. Luca, Luca, you know, he led in points per game and assists per game. However, mm-hmm. Tatum led in total points and assists, or for total rebounds and Jimmy and win shares. Right. Yeah. And 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 it's just things like especially the win shares part. The win share because people don't know about win shares. Yeah. No win shares are again now some advanced stats pretty garbage, but win shares is a good stat. Yeah. Yeah. And for, now the one thing I will say. To, call, to piggyback forth on that. Now, when sh- the problem with like total playoff stats is it just shows who gets there longer. So obviously, yeah. if you play more um, playoff like playoff games, you can look at most of the players. Like I wouldn't say Jason Tatum was the best yeah. scorer in the playoffs, but because he of went to the finals. Yeah. But yeah, so in terms of some of your points, you made some great points. The efficiency part, comparative to the era, no doubt. That's the reason why I think this is close this is not definitive because it's very close i'll give you that because even though luca is better efficiency he also plays in an era with more floor spacing which yeah. accounts for the efficiency differences yeah but um yeah like lebron had um less help which is something i've already said but i think again like mike's counter is to that is he had less help doubt but to me the competition was so was so much um Le- First thing, like you put Luca on that same Cavs team, and you put LeBron on the Mavs. To me, the same things happen. That's the reason why, because at the end of the day, guess what's going to happen? LeBron could have done what Luca did. No yeah, one's I'm beating that Spurs to... team. No one's beating that. Yeah, so that's, that's the thing I'm saying. Like, right? I, yeah, I can't so agree with that. So that's the reason why it's closer than most people who are going to just say LeBron flatly. Because to me, you put them in the same position, the same yeah. thing happens. So that's the reason why when people are like, okay, he got to the finals, I say this. So if you switch it around, would you say Luca had a better playoff run? Because that's if it's just getting to the just getting further in the playoffs, then yeah. that makes sense. But to me, who was actually better was Luca because as I said, you put them in the same positions. Braun's gonna beat the the Jazz and he's gonna beat the Suns, but he's not beating the Warriors. Yeah. Luca could beat all three of those teams, but Luca's not Luca would get crushed by the Spurs. So Amen. even if you switch them, it puts them in the same position. But to me, Luca just had just more consistent games. Like, yeah, Luca was just consistently going for thirty for almost every single playoff game, yeah. and he led in total points per game. But LeBron, that was a great playoff run to me. But I just think the competition from Luca, I just think the consistency, yeah. especially going against that Suns team, that Suns series, they had no business being the Suns. Yeah, man, and it's true. Uh, however, we have, okay, like 30 seconds left, so I'm going to get this done as quickly as I can, all right? One, you guys let us know in the comments who you think won that argument, okay? Both very good, compelling arguments. Number two, make sure to like, subscribe, turn on the post notifications, and share, because that way we can blow up, become a better podcast than we already are. Thank you guys yep. so much for watching. Have a great day, evening, night, wherever you guys stay at. We love you guys so much. Thank you for the support everywhere. Peace.